0: Good morning, everyone. It's my privilege this morning to bring a message from God's word today. It comes from Daniel 3, and I'm really grateful for Hermie reading the passage to us. What an amazing story. This series we've called Courageous Living, and um, continuing that theme for chapter three, this is Courageous Faith, the but if not faith. I want to begin by showing you a video It comes from open doors. North Korea is the hardest place to be a Christian on planet Earth. It is illegal to be a Christian. Anyone who believes in a higher power or authority than the leaders, the Kim family, are considered enemies of the state. Followers of Jesus are especially targeted To be a follower of Jesus in North Korea means you risk death, life imprisonment not just for yourself, but for all your family. In 2017, I had the privilege of visiting North Korea. I went as a tourist among 12 international travellers, Christians from all over the world, and our reason for going was to support The secret believers there, our brothers and sisters who live in North Korea, we were there to pray. We were told by our contacts that our presence in the country was like oxygen to them. And they even said that because of our presence and because of our prayers, they would take risks during that time, smuggling food and Bibles and medicines. They were so encouraged that they were not forgotten by their brothers and sisters in the world. They said, you will not see us, but we will see you. As part of our trip, we were asked by our guides if we wanted to go and visit the Grand Monument on Mansu Hill. The central part of that monument consists of two huge bronze statues of Kim Il-sung, and Kim Jong-il, they stand over 22 meters high. And we were invited on one condition. If we went, we were to bow down before the statues and bring an offering. We refused, we said that we were Christians and we only bow before God, the creator of heaven and earth, and Jesus, who we believe is the savior of the world. We were not allowed into Mansu Hill. But that area reminded me so much at the time as I was walking around of Daniel 3. Daniel 3 has always been one of my favourite Bible stories. Even as a young child and even before I became a Christian, I loved that story. I remember my dad would read it to me as a young child before bedtime. And he would always make the pun at the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. we go. These three courageous men were friends of Daniel. Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, known here by their Babylonian names, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. And they were taken captive with Daniel from Jerusalem, and had been trained to serve the King of Babylon, King Nebuchadnezzar, one of the most powerful men in the world at that time. There is a famous saying by Lord Acton that applies to Nebuchadnezzar. I'm sure you know the saying, power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. This has been proved again and again and again in human history, even in our own day, We see the truth of it as we look around our world and especially in North Korea. King Nebuchadnezzar was such a man, he began to think and act as if he were a god himself. And he built a gigantic statue. We're not exactly sure what it looked like, whether it was an image of him or just an image, but it was 27 meters high, 2.7 metres wide, and covered in gold. It would have been seen for miles. And the statue was a symbol of his power and authority. Every human dictator likes to have symbols, whether it's statues. Or in Nazi Germany, remember the swastika. Totalitarian regimes seek to have brutal control over the people, over their minds, over their bodies, even over their souls. And so often is the case that they develop their own religion. It happened in Roman history. Remember, Hail Caesar. It happened in Nazi Germany, Heil Hitler. We see it today in North Korea total surveillance of its population, statues everywhere, images everywhere in every city and town and village, pictures in homes, badges on lapels. It is all forced unity and all backed up with threat. So Nebuchadnezzar in this story has this amazing statue built and he summons all the princes and nobles and officials and satraps and prefects, governors and advisors and magistrates and calls them all to come for the dedication of the statue. And there will be music played. And as you hear the music play, you must bow down and worship. And whoever does not bow down will be in big trouble. In fact, Nebuchadnezzar um, builds a fiery furnace, reserved for those who might disobey. The only man allowed to stand when the music plays is Nebuchadnezzar himself. This is the perfect picture of a totalitarian regime. And we know that a substantial proportion of the human race live under such regimes today. That fiery furnace, Nebuchadnezzar's own version of hell, anyone who defied him would be thrown into it. Today it's either labour camps, gulags, prisons or executions. So the day of dedication comes and the music plays and everyone bows and worships except Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. And you may ask at this moment that in this book of Daniel, chapter 3, where's Daniel? It's one of the puzzles of chapter 3. Daniel is not there. We assume that he... Is away on the king's business. He was promoted at the end of chapter two. Perhaps he's elsewhere. But back to the story Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refused to bow down and worship the statue, the image. Imagine the scene. If you have ever felt alone as a Christian at work or in your home or at school or college, I encourage you to remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It takes special courage to stand when everyone else is bowing down. And not only that, all those who had been jealous of the rise of these young men, these foreigners, to the top jobs in Babylon, seized their opportunity. They were reported to the king straight away. They defy you. They neither serve your gods or worship the image you have made. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego stood by the word of God. They knew the commandments. Have no other gods before me. Do not bow down to an image. Now they could have just pretended. We would have all understood. God knows their hearts They weren't really bowing down to the statue, but they didn't, they couldn't. Nebuchadnezzar was furious. That's a real understatement. But he gives them one more chance. He speaks to them and he says, when the music plays again, you are to bow down or else. The furnace is for you. And what God will be able to save you from my hand? The reply the three men gave Nebuchadnezzar are some of the most courageous words ever spoken. In Matthew chapter 10, when Jesus is teaching his disciples, he says, there will come a time on account of me that you will be brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them. And Jesus says, don't worry about what you will say or how you will say it because the Holy Spirit will give you the words to say. I truly believe that the Holy Spirit gave Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego these words. They said, King Nebuchadnezzar, We do not have to defend ourselves in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us. But even if he doesn't, we want you to know that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Wow, that's courage. What courageous faith, that but if not faith is the thing that really impacts me. God can save us, they say, but even if he doesn't, we know that he is the Lord and we will not bow to any other. These men were not fair weather believers. Believing in God when everything's going okay, but as soon as things go wrong, we perhaps sometimes wonder where is God in all of this? Has He abandoned us? Has He left us? Can we still follow Him? No, they made that commitment. Even if the worst happens, we will trust because we know our God and He is faithful and he is love. For us as followers of Jesus, the cross of Jesus means everything to us. Jesus is worth living for and worth dying for. And he has promised that he will always be with us and that even death cannot harm us. Back to the story, Nebuchadnezzar, He is beside himself. He orders the furnace to be heated up seven times hotter. He's totally lost the plot. Because if he really wants to hurt these men, he would cool down the furnace and make their end even more painful. But he heats it up seven times hotter. They're going to die even quicker. So you would think. He gets the strongest men among his soldiers to throw them in the furnace. And so hot is the furnace that the men who throw them in die because of the heat. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego go into the fire. Then what happens next? is one of the most amazing miracles in the Bible. Nebuchadnezzar cannot believe his eyes. He looks into the furnace and he sees not just three men in the furnace, he sees four. And they're walking around unharmed. The only thing that is burnt is the ropes that were bound around their arms and legs. Their clothes are even unscorched. The prophet Isaiah said not long before this, fear not for I have redeemed you. I've called you by name and you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. And Jesus' promise, one of the last words he spoke, I will be with you always to the very end of the age. Was that fourth person in the fire, Jesus himself, pre-incarnate? We don't know. Was it an angel? We don't know. It was certainly someone from heaven. Nebuchadnezzar, so amazed, he shouts, come out, come out. And Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego walk out of the fire unharmed. They didn't even smell of smoke. And at this, Nebuchadnezzar praises the God of Meshach, Shadrach and Abednego and even promotes them in his service yet again. Nebuchadnezzar is amazed at the courage of these men who are willing to give up their lives rather than worship an idol. No other God can save in this way, he says. The but if not faith. We see Jesus as he goes to the cross praying in Gethsemane. And he says, if it's possible, Father, for this cup to pass from me, may it be but not my will but yours be done. Jesus goes to the cross for us. No other God can save like this. Jesus pays the price for all our sin, all our brokenness, all our shame, and he promises us a new life. This passage speaks to us of courageous living, courageous faith, and even the but if not faith. And maybe you're watching this, this morning and you are not yet a follower of Jesus and I would ask you, would you today ask Jesus into your life? This amazing God who loves you and gave everything for you, would you give your life to him? Kim Nebuchadnezzar had so many opportunities to encounter the living God and he is amazed again and again and again. But we don't really know whether he made that step of faith in the God that Daniel believed in, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. I want to have a but if not faith that my faith isn't just dependent on whether God blesses me or whether everything's okay, but to follow God with all my heart, whatever comes, because he is worth it. So let's be courageous in our faith and stand for Jesus, amen.